Hi, this is Nathan Caldwell. You may know me from Protectorate Productions, Protectors of the Book, Team Jadith Live, Dr. What. Well, I'm starting a new show. It's called Protectorate Productions Comedy Showcase. You will hear things from Classic Team Jadith Live, some new items, and I'm hoping to get some other podcasters on board by simply asking them if I could use some clips from their shows, maybe even from shows long ago. Well, jump into the adventure with me, because here we go. Okay, so it's something that happens every once in a while, uh, actually once a year in July, uh, some people like to get around and celebrate Christmas. I don't know why, but it gives me a great excuse to raid the Christmas folder of my archives, which is full. So, good material. Like this. My name is Gulliver. I sing Christmas song for you. How old the dark angel sings Christmas songs is what he brings Jingle bells and silent night Just to whet your appetite Joyful you can hear him sing Quellin says when a bell rings an angel gets his wings Oh, dark angel sings Christmas songs is what he brings. Thank you. That was Nephew Gulliver with a Christmas song. I'm not sure it was correct, but it was definitely a Christmas song. On the first day of Christmas, my true love gave to me a Partridge Family DVD. On the second day of Christmas, my true love gave to me two earplugs and a Partridge Family DVD. Well, there's one family that has Christmas all worked out. Listen to Fred Passmore and John Lawhon from SheeplaughsComedyShow.com. Tonight, for the very first time on television, Santa Claus, Rudolph, Frosty, Charlie Brown, and the Little Drummer Boy combine forces to save Christmas from the evil plot of The Grinch, Ebenezer Scrooge, The Abominable Snowman, and Satan. Today, I blow Christmas off the calendar. Bring the family together and celebrate the holidays in an explosive fashion. He blew my shiny red nose off. Starring Arnold Schwarzenegger as Santa Claus. Hasta la vista, Satan. Ho, ho, ho. And Clint Eastwood as Ebenezer Scrooge. Bah, humbug. Punk. It's gonna be a nuclear winter when the star-studded box office blockbuster comes to television for an in-your-face holiday treat. Violent Night. Coming up next on Fox. <sighs> and here's this week's old time radio moment.
brought to you by the Retro Radio Podcast and Keith Heltley. And now, ladies and gentlemen, we present our invited guest, a man who comes to glorify the evening, a comedian. <laughs> oh, now, wait a minute, Harry. Try to hold in. <laughs> well, I can't hold in, Fred. I just saw him outside. Does he look funny? <laughs> yes. Yes, ladies and gentlemen, this hilarious chap is... <laughs> oh, now, Portland. I saw him in the Wizard of Oz. Oh, boy, is he a wow! Quiet, quiet, you two. That guy's a riot. <laughs> yes, that's what everybody says, folks. Meet the funniest man in the world, Bert Lodge. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you, thank you. You're a scream, Mr. Lodge. <laughs> <laughs> well, thanks a lot, everybody, for this boisterous welcome. Well, well, Bert, you're the funniest man in the world, so I'm going to keep quiet now and just let you get funny. Well, Fred, I, uh... uh let's go, Bertie, old boy. <laughs> this is embarrassing, Fred. Uh, I don't know how to tell you. Well, you tell me what, Bert? I don't feel funny. <laughs> that build up you don't feel well, I guess just one of those things I guess I was funny all morning I had the chambermaid screaming around the hotel <laughs> the two I caught well if you were funny around the uh... I, I was funny all afternoon you were over in Lindy's a fly flew in my soup yeah I called the waiter over and said <laughs> <laughs> Take this soup spoon and bring me a fly swatter. Did they laugh? Laugh. <laughs> Twenty diners dropped their racing forms. <laughs> That's what I can't understand, Fred. All day long, you might say, I've I've been a pixie on the wing, a gay blade, a, a spontaneous pantaloon. But right now, I don't, don't feel, feel funny. funny. I heard you on Bing Crow's program, Mr. Lar, and you were witty. I was brilliant, Portland. Remember that gag I told about the two patients meeting in Mayo's clinic? <laughs> the first patient says, oh, this will kill you. <laughs> the first patient says, I'm aching from the riders. And the second patient says, <laughs> I'm mantle-bound from Chicago. <laughs> Yeah, I was a rowdy that night. <laughs> I was in the groove with Crosby. Well, you don't. I, I can't understand what's, uh, what's the matter here tonight. You don't think it's something mental. Mental with me? <laughs> Quit kidding. Well, you know, it could be your libido, Bert. Yeah, maybe it's my subconscious. Maybe I ought to see a psychoamethyst or something. <laughs> you know, with Crosby, I was another man. Oh, and could we use the other man right now? <laughs> I can't understand why you can be funny with Crosby and with me, nothing. Well, I don't know, Fred. I, I, I think I like to work with Bing. He, he gives me something. Well, I'm giving you something. Yeah, but with Bing, it was money. I see what you mean. You, in other words, are averse to butter. Look, I'm broad-minded, Fred, but after all... <laughs> What can I do with 200 tubes of toothpaste? Yes, I get your, uh, your point, Bert. After all, 
I'm a fast killer. After all, if you don't feel funny, let's forget the comedy tonight. We'll just kibitz around and chew the fat. You know, the public can't always expect a comedian to be funny. That's what I say. People think if one comedian is funny, two comedians should be twice as funny. Oh, it's silly. Now, here we are, you and I. You're a comedian, and I'm a comedian. We're together. Are we twice as funny? <laughs> to the contrary. To call a phrase. <laughs> the corner phrase. Well, let's stop the whole thing. Say, how come you left Hollywood, Bert? You must have had a reason. Yes, Fred. Hollywood went too far. It was up to me. Well, what, what did you do? It was my turn to go too far. So I got on a train came east. Oh, you mean out there you were getting in a rut artistically? Yeah, I was tired of being a great lover. You are? You wanted to get away from it all. Well, most of it. There was a little blinded metro who might have intrigued me, but the silly little mix let me get away. You must have taken it hard. I was momentarily frustrated. Really? I renounced the human race. I sought solace in the animal kingdom. Oh, and that is how you came to play the lion in The Wizard of Oz? I would have played a flea on Bulldog Drummond. Well, you certainly did a swell job, Bert. You still look like a lion to me. That's the trouble. I got too far into character. <laughs> Why, I was even starting to molt. <laughs> I, uh, I can tell by the top of your head. <laughs> well, are you continuing your animal characterization? Not me. I'm, I'm sick of making a living on all fours. I want to play Ibsen, Chekhov, Odette. You know, one of those parts where I keep sipping cyanide of potassium all through the second act. Well, do you really think you can play one of those serious roles? Why not? What have I got that if John Barrymore had, he'd get rid of right away? <laughs> why, why should a successful comedian want to play tragedy? Oh, I'm a ham at heart, Fred. Give me a pair of spats, a bamboo cane, and a nod from all the Hamptons. <laughs> And I'm in ecstasy. Say, what do you expect to do when you retire, Bert? Oh, I don't know. I may open a small toll bridge or something. Well, that's it for this time. I hope you enjoyed it. I enjoyed making it. See you soon. Have a good day, and remember, laughter... It's a really good medicine.